This episode is brought to you by Bolt and Barrel Oil. Bolt and Barrel is a premium synthetic graphene-infused all-purpose lubricant that will outperform anything on the market. The graphene in Bolt and Barrel's formula creates a microscopic separation in between metal-on-metal contacts. Great for farms, bicycles, power tools, or anything that needs a high-performance lubricant. Bolt and Barrel is a veteran-owned company and available online at www.boltandbarreloil.com as well as select retailers around the country. Check them out on Instagram at Bolton Barrel Oil. Again, that's www.boltonbarreloil.com and use promo code scrolling for 10% off at checkout. This episode has also been brought to you by Cloverstone Digital Group. Cloverstone Digital Group has been in the business since 2003. They've helped everyone from a one-person business with a small budget like myself to national retailers with a $35 million budget. They're helping me with my business and they can help you too. You can find them on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group or www.cloverstonedigital.com. They're offering free consultations. Just let them know that Tom sent you. Again, that's www.cloverstonedigital.com or on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group. What is up, y'all? What's going on, man? Welcome to another episode of Scrolling Through Life with Tom and Tim. What's up, bro? Same old, same old. I can't complain. Waiting for God to turn this external oven on. <laughs> turn, it, turn it off. Sorry. Yeah, turn it off. I got you. Heat that we got outside. Before we start, are you a are you a winter person or you know what I'm saying? Like I love the heat, man. I'd rather be hot than be cold. <laughs> nah, I'm a winter person. I've I've sat too many nights in some op or days in the sun, just like man, this just ain't where it's supposed to be. So I. <laughs> I, I've always been more of a, a winter baby. Oh man, bro, I'm 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 dreading being out here in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm like dreading, <laughs> I am dreading, bro. I, you know what's funny? I came um, last weekend. We were going to the in-laws, and uh, it, you know, I was talking to the wife. I was like, "Hey, what's the, I'm saying, what's the weather going to be like?" And she goes, "It's going to be like seventy something." I was like, "Oh shit!" So it's going to be cold. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got to bring like a flannel." <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. "To me, that's that's like chilly." And she's like, "No, that's perfect weather." That's I, I hate the cold, man. I'm really dread, really, really dreading this winter, man. <laughs> I really am. Well, it, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's it's like when when we were younger and uh, in Hawaii and we went like we came back stateside and it's like a oh, huge it's, difference. It's, just, it's like 68 here. You just like it's freezing here. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts, dude. You ain't lying, man. That's what. You know what, man? When I was there, I never came home for Christmas. I st- I stayed there because I was like, I'm. I was like, why? Like I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It could be a traumatic event. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. Uh, man. So today, um, topic: fuck the algorithm. Yeah. Fuck the algorithm, man. Um, so you know, like you and I were just talking right before we got on here, because you know, trying to really explain what fuck the algorithm is. Um, you know, for me, it's it's more or less, you know, like we were just saying, like not fitting in, not fitting in with, with what society's telling you to fit in or, you know, you're, you're the, the group of people. It's choosing your path, being who you are, uh, being real to yourself in all reality. You know what I'm saying? Not doing what others want you to do, not fitting into what society's telling you to do, but doing what makes you happy and what makes you uh, enjoy your life. You know what I mean? Um well, I, I think ever like I think from the day we, we came out the womb, you know, society kind of tells you what you should do, what you should be. Yeah. And then your family either reinforces it or pushes it to the side or, or but from from day one, you're constantly surrounded by like all of these expectations of what people perceive right yep. to be or acceptable to yeah. be. And even in today's time frame, particularly with some women who are always having this need, this like they, they feel like they need to have children. Yeah. They need to get married. They need to have a house with the picket fence. Yep. They need to have those family portraits in the middle of nowhere like you know, on a ranch or something. <laughs> that's what society is telling them is some form of a norm. Yeah. You're 100% right, man. I mean, you know, it took me a, uh, to join the military to kind of figure out, fuck the algorithm. Like, I just need to be me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. You know, like you said, since we were little, you're always surrounded by it. Um, before we go into that, though, let me ask you something. Were, 
when you were a child, were you always pushed to one direction, like by your parents? Obviously education, but was it like, you're gonna be, you know, I want you to be a doctor, I want you to be this. Were you kind of pushed in one direction? You know what? In all honesty, I wasn't pushed in. I wasn't pushed at all, to be honest with you. OK. You know, I, I half my family, you know, were either involved in drugs in some capacity, whether selling or using the other half were government employees. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, just kind of like pick one. Uh, I only had a few moments where someone around me was like, hey, definitely don't do the drug stuff. Right. Like definitely do anything productive other than that. Right. Um, but it wasn't, I think the only big norm that was pushed back then uh, was probably more so just a sense of family, like family over everything. Right. Back then. Yeah. I think that was probably it. What about you? Um, For me, man. So like, you know, my parents left Africa to come to America for obviously just for the betterment of the kids. Like they didn't really care about them. They was about us and getting us a brighter future. Um, and I'll be honest, since I was a little kid, I knew I was gonna join the military. So like, I never cared about, <laughs> I never cared about anything else, but school was always the thing. You're gonna go to college. You're gonna go to college. You're gonna get a degree. You're gonna do this. My brother went to college. He was the first one and he, you know, was uh, law enforcement and, you know, was doing all the, you know, saying, uh, uh, minor in uh, aviation. So for a minute, for a minute, I was pushed to that direction to be like your brother and you know do this. And for a minute I did was like, I was like, yeah, I wanna be a cop, you know what I mean? But then as the closer I got to senior year, I was like, no, like that's not who I am. Like I don't even wanna go to school. Like I just wanna join the military, like that's it. Um, so yeah, for me it was always education and really just to follow your brother's, you know I'm saying the eldest is the lead really, that was it. Like school was a huge thing in our family. Like you will go to college and I broke that, that uh, you know, yeah. for my parents, man. I, I will say that after I left home, yep. an algorithm was created in the house ah. for my brother, and that was for my brother to somehow, some way, follow my footsteps into the army. Yeah. Uh, not only was he like no, but he was like hell no, and I, <laughs> I give him credit and props because you know, I don't, it's just me and him for the boys. Uh, and he flat okay. out like told my mom like, "You want me to be Tim." And I'm not it. going to be Tim. And I, I, I salute that. Like yeah. that's one of my my most memorable moments. Right. With him is him standing up for himself and saying, "Hey, like I get it. This is an algorithm that you're setting. Yep. I I don't want it. I want to make my own path. Yep. And it, I, I salute that. I think. Do you think back then for us, especially like our generation, like the algorithm was a must. Right. Yeah. Like you will do one thing or the other. Like you will do this or, or you know what I'm saying. We want you to push us. But I think nowadays it's slowly being broken, I would say, you know what I mean? Like for instance, even for me, like raising my kids now, I know for sure, hey, what do you wanna do? If you don't wanna do school, school's not for everybody, but you're gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like pick something that you're passionate about, whatever you're passionate about, whatever it may be. Um, you know, so like I, and the reason I say this, cause I look back then, being a music producer and all that stuff was like, no, you're gonna go to college. But nowadays it's like, hey man, you're into music, we got this, you know what I'm saying? Take that path and you know what I'm saying? Be a music producer or you wanna be a rapper, you wanna be a singer, take that path and it's okay. It's it's totally all right. Back then that was like, no. You know what I mean? If, if you were headed towards that route, it was like, you're not gonna make it, you're not gonna, you know what I mean? You'll never accomplish that because it's such a huge, you know, uh, aspiration. But nowadays I think it's a little different. Like I would definitely allow my kids to pursue whatever passion that, that they would now and my parents probably would be way against that. Well, back then, the algorithm was a little bit different because your priority was to just be a man and provide yes. for your family and be a decent role model. So right. we weren't too big on thinking outside of the box back then. Right. Uh, and as time progressed, parents like me and you have basically destroyed the algorithm to a certain degree and says, hey, look, think beyond the algorithm. Right. Like think far-fetched. Trust me, somewhere, somebody somewhere has created a program. Right. For you to sit there and throw spitballs across the room. <laughs> like there's a online course for this. But <laughs> but if that's what you Sadly but do, true. <laughs> yeah. But if that's what you're I mean, we we try to sway it a little bit as parents. Yeah, you know of, I mean? of course, of course. But at the end of the day, we're like, you know, expand. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Right. You know, like my son is like thinking the military, although he decided to go to college first. Right. 
I'm thinking my daughter is like, yeah, my daughter's just like not a chance in hell. Right. Do I want to be in the military? Right. And I'm like, okay, so you clearly like fuck the algorithm. Right. Right. And, and, and that's okay. You know what I mean? That's, and that's (laughs) totally okay. Um, you know, even kind of like, so like even going, let's just say even now, like, you know, for me, even looking at now, um, I, let's just say eight years ago. I always thought, oh man, I retired, I gotta go doing a contract. And that's what everybody else was doing, you know what I mean? That's what everybody in my, you know what I'm saying, was doing, it's contract, contract, contract. So it's like, I think, you know, for me, I feel like I'm breaking the algorithm because I'm like, I'm not doing none of that shit. Like, I don't wanna do none of that shit. I don't wanna go open up a range. I don't wanna do none of that shit. I wanna do something completely different. And this is what makes me happy is doing this and being my own boss, and you know what I mean? And, and like, like, for the longest time, that's how I felt. Like I have to do that. Like, I, I, like honestly, I felt like, hey man, when I retire, I have to go do, you know, be an instructor for yeah. a shooting range, or I have to go do a contracting gig, or I got to do that. And um, I think that comes a lot, man, from from the time I spent in the military. You know what I mean? Like, be yourself. Like, what makes you happy? Take your own path, type shit. You know what I mean? Well, how many movies have you seen in your adult life where the theme is the kid? or the teenagers got dreams and aspirations to do something and the parents are like, why don't you just go to school or work yeah. at the mill factory? You know, and then they end up being like, <laughs> they end up being like, a, you know, a singer or an actor or something like that. Yeah. And it, and it was kind of, you know, the same way for us being in the military where the algorithm for some is safe. It's a safe place. Yes. Uh, and it's just kind of like, what are you going to do? I'm going to get this job that I've been doing for 20 years for them to turn it into a civilian job doing the exact same yeah. thing. It's just like, I get it. But you know that there's a whole nother world outside of this algorithm like that you can venture out into and, and see what's out there. So the military is, is fairly good at like creating that algorithm yeah. and us eating it up and us staying like what happened to Sergeant Major Sedgwick? Like, well, he's Mister Johnson doing the he, same job. <laughs> yeah, same job, two doors down, type of thing. You s- couldn't have said it any better. And I don't even think of it like that. It's a safety net. It's a, it's it's a safety. It's safety is what it is. It's a safe zone. And you know, when I left um, Bragg and I left McCall, so you know, what I'm saying McCall is where all the special forces shit happens, right? You know, selection and um, Sage and all that stuff. When I was leaving. And I, obviously I don't knock anybody for doing any of this, but you know what I'm saying? When I was leaving, there was guys that retired at the same time, you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying my boys, that I remember I was I was signing out. I was like, yo, what are you doing here? And they're like, oh man, I work at Sage. And I'm like, bro, fuck that shit, man. Like, I'm trying to get the hell away from this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to like, like you said, but it is, it's a, it's a safety thing. Like, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I've, I've been doing for so long. This is what I know. Why not do anything else? Why not do exactly what I've been doing? But now I get paid more and I'm a civilian. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a safety. I didn't even think of it like that, Huggy. That's actually a very good point. Well, the, algor- the algorithm has a place in, in society and in our world. Right. Uh, you, you need people to be a part of the algorithm uh, because they're the ones who kind of keep most of the things happening. Like they keep them going. Yeah. You know what I mean? By being those algorithm type of people in professions. But you also need the people who want to go outside of the algorithm. Yeah. You know, and here's a perfect example. Elon Musk. Yes. Basically said, I will not be a slave to gas, oil and all that or or, uh, engines and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go far outside of the algorithm and I'm just going to stay there. Yeah. And. Look at what he's been doing since. He's forcing the Killing rest it. of the whole entire auto industry to go electric. He's yeah. forcing them to Just do facts. Mm-hmm. facts. So you, you got to go outside the algorithm. There's a bigger chance for failure, obviously. Uh, but there's just some people who, who don't have a problem with it. Who are doing it. And me and you in, in this podcast is a perfect example. We could have taken this the same direction that a lot of other people have taken theirs Very true. in the same capacity. You know, on the same wavelength as everybody else, but you know, we decided to just not. Right now, I'm I'm so glad you hit on that. You and I broke the algorithm. Well, not broke it, but 
we went against the grain from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, yeah. meaning, let's just be real. You know what I'm saying? Like black people, a lot of black people don't go to the infantry willingly. Like, like you know what I'm saying? It's not somebody goes and says, hey, I want to be infantryman. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not, I mean, right? I mean, yeah, you're right. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's not. So I think you and I have always been on that path regardless. Like, hey, I don't, I'm not that. I'm doing this because it's what I want to do. I like this mm-hmm. and this is what I'm gonna do because I love this and this is what makes me happy and this is what gives me the enjoyment. Um, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's it's just embedded in us, man. You know what I mean? Um, even, you know, like earlier we were talking, you know, going back, you know, to me, like when, for some reason, I don't know why, but it keeps popping in my head when I think about algorithm. I think about like how social media works and all that, right? I just keep thinking about high school, middle school, you know what I'm saying, junior yeah. high, it's because you are for the likes, the friends. Mm-hmm. How many friends do you have? How popular are you? You know what I mean? And even then, I used to look up to certain, you know what I'm saying, to the more popular kids, like I'm saying the more popular kids, and I'd be like, man, you know? But I, I still was like, this is how I want to dress. And if you don't like it, this is how it is. But there was a part of me that was always like, man, like I need more friends or I need to fit in here. I need to fit in with this group. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I literally joined the army that I was like, I don't have to. Because the army, I think, brings everybody in. Yeah. You know what I mean? It brings, like, I mean, you know, you become friends with people that you never thought that you would have became friends with back home at your home, you know what I'm saying, in your home state ever. You know what I mean? But the army brings everybody together and you st- and you let go of those barriers. You know what I mean? And you start becoming, hey, I don't have to impress nobody because, you know what I mean, this is my boy, this is my brother, and, it, and you become yourself. And mm-hmm. people accept you for who you are because that's just how it is. <laughs> I think that's a very good point that you, you bring it up, bring that up about the army. And I, I was the same way where in, in high school, I was a part of the algorithm for sure. Yeah. And then it was something about me joining the, the army and someone saying, look around, everyone's different to a certain degree. Yep. And guess what? Everyone's comfortable in staying with who they are yeah. as a person. And Although we notice you guys have a lot of differences, we all enjoy the fact right. that you all have all of these differences. And that's why a lot of us didn't really change once we joined the army. Right. Like, you know, like I remember this one dude used to have a gold, like a gold teeth, like back when that was really popping. Yeah. But that was just his thing. Yep. He didn't, you know, he was from the South. He didn't change. I think I know who you're talking about. Or anything. That's just who (laughs) he was in meetings, in uniform, out of uniform. He was just comfortable being who he was. He didn't change or anything. But I could say that about most of the guys that I served with is they just stayed who they were and didn't really form to the to the algorithm. They just brought what they what they were raised in and who they were. To everybody, we all took a little piece here and there. Yeah, but we just we were comfortable living outside of the algorithm and being who we were. Facts, man. Um, you know, I remember before coming to Hawaii, all I listened to was hip hop, rap. That was it. Like that was it, man. Like I didn't like country. I didn't like you know what I'm saying. Where I thought I how about this? I thought I didn't like it because I was mm. told fuck country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck rock. Like nah, yeah. man, it's rap. You know what I'm saying? Then I get to the army. And you're in the barracks and somebody's playing, you know, uh, you know, whatever rock band and somebody's playing yeah. country. And you're like, dude, I like this. Like, this is not bad. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, for instance, being at um, Five Connor, when Toby Keith, Toby Keith. Yep, it was Toby when, Keith. When Toby Keith came, bro, I fell in love with country. Like, I was like, yep. I love country. Like, this is this is the shit. Like, you know what I mean? And even till today. Um, you know, like my best friend from childhood, um, I'm Jerry, I call him my brother though. Like he, he, until this day he tells me, he's like, you know, one thing I like about you is that you don't change for nobody. Like I still, you know what I'm saying? Like wherever I go now, how I dress is how I dress and what I listen to. If you in my car, if I'm listening to, you know, red hot chili peppers, motherfucker, you're gonna have to fucking suck it up if you don't like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but that's just, you know, it, it, I think it, being in the army and being exposed to others, it, it opened me to things that I thought that I didn't like because I was told, mm-hmm. hey man, that's not cool. You know what I mean? But once you you know get exposed to that, you're like, nah, man, this shit is cool and I do like it. It does make me happy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like you know what I'm saying, just thinking about that right now. Well, the military has its own little internal algorithms. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you see it like we'll all be somewhere. Then you'll see like 
the Spanish guys hanging by themselves, the white guys hanging by themselves, and the black guys hanging by themselves. Yeah. Uh, and those are their own little internal algorithms. Right. But at any given moment, any of those little pockets of people will integrate and be mixed in together depending on what they're doing. Right. So it's like during training, it happens. Sometimes in the evening when you go out to the clubs, it happens then. So although there are little internal algorithms, no one's afraid to come out of it in any way, shape or form. Right. But what I enjoy most is you are legitimately accepted for who you are. If you're goofy, you know you're goofy from day one. Yeah. So you hear it and you're just like, you know what? It's like, I'm goofy, but I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I'm still being accepted. I'm still living my best life. I'm just goofy. Right, right. You know, you had nerds. You had the, the, the people who worked out. You had the people who chased women. You had the people who were dedicated to the infantry. Yeah. You know, you had all these different people who had their own little internal algorithms, but were never afraid to mix in and do other things or step outside of it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, and I, honestly, I don't remember his name, but I think once I tell you who I think, or, you know what I'm saying, describe to you who it is, I think you'll have an idea. But like, I remember being in, in uh, Schofield Barracks. I was brand new, probably not even there, not even six months yet. And um, he was an E4 and he had brought me in his room. We were just drinking and he brought it, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, you know, I used to be a skinhead. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like this little skinny, 133 pound. I'm like drinking with this dude. I'm like, fuck, is he telling me this shit? Cause he's about to like, you know what I mean? Whoop my ass or some shit. But he was like, you know, telling me, he's like, you know, if this was back home, he's from California. He was like, this was back home. You know what I mean? You and I would not be sitting like this right now, drinking and talking and whatever, right? And he was telling me, he's like, once I joined the army, he was forced at basic training to be with blacks and Asians and whatever. And he was like, like, I don't know why I hated you know what I'm saying? The, I'm saying this other, these other races. He was like, I used to go out and just beat, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Black people and Asians up just because of the people yeah. I was around. And I remember he was getting out shortly afterwards. He, I'm saying he didn't have too much time left, but he was telling me that was one thing he was scared about, of going back home and being, asso- being associated and being with those same groups of friends again. And he was like, I got, I got to find another place to go to because that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I had the decision to say, fuck you. And you know what I'm saying, and who you are, because and walk out and be like, fuck you. But I was like, that's not who this dude is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was pushed to be one way because of where he grew up and the people he was around. But that's not who this dude is. You know what I mean? And I could see it in his, I'm saying, in his eyes and his heart that he was not a hateful person at all. I mean, or else why would he be sitting there drinking with me anyhow? You know what I mean? Um, but you know, it's it's you know, like you said, accepting people for who they are, not for who they were, but who they are. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that was cool about seeing that. And I think that was one of the first ex- uh, experiences in the military where I realized that people are different and it's okay and people change. And this is kind of, even saying, like you said, I think the military gives you a brand new opportunity to become who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gives you a kind of a clean slate to forget your hometown, forget where you were, forget the people you hung out with, forget your life, forget your family, be you. You know what I'm saying? Live the life that you want to live in. You know what I'm saying? Just just, just be you and be happy. You know what I mean? Um, that was crazy, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just thinking about that. Like, this dude used to go out and do that. And now he's like, I don't, like, he, he, he was telling me basic training. That's when he was like, man, like, everybody was cool. I don't know why I hated blacks. He was like, I don't know why. He Like, he had no reason. Well, you know, that was the particular algorithm that he grew up in as, yeah. a, as a child and a, and a teenager. Right. You know, and when everybody around you is doing the same thing, heading in the same direction, it seems more normal and comfortable in the way that things are supposed to be. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Right. I mean, so him joining the army, you know, and being exposed to all these people who possibly, you know, they go to bed the same way he goes to bed. They put their boots on the same way in the morning. They got the same issues with husbands, wives, kids, yep. family and so forth. You know, and the trick becomes, like you said, once he returns back to that algorithm, is he going to when he sees it, make a sharp left and go in a different direction? Is he going to try to jump on it and change it? Yeah. You know, or is he going to be around it and fall prey to it again? You know what I mean? And and a lot of our a lot of people, but primarily our service members, once they part ways from the machine, they got to. They also have to make that choice as well for some. 
Yeah. And some and some fall right back into the same algorithm. They do. Um, I think it's, you know, for people that do the long term, even 10, 15 years, I think it's not as easy to fall back into that old algorithm because yeah. you've saying you've kind of, but I think the ones that have that, that the hard trouble, the guys that only come in for just a few years, you know what saying, oh. do that one term because you hadn't had time to really acclimate and adjust to this new life really, you know what I mean? And you are gonna go back to your old friends. That's just, you know, that's just the thing. Um, I even had a little fear and my sister had a huge fear for me when I was coming back here, you know? She was like, man, like, I don't want you to get back with your old friends and get, I'm like, dude, that was 20 years ago, like over 20 years ago, you know what I mean? Like there ain't a person that's gonna influence me at all. I do it something I don't wanna do, like just plain and simple, you know what I mean? Um, And also, 20 years, you know, it's not much any, like it's not much anybody could do to influence you at this point. I mean, it'd have to be a pretty strong, <laughs> like yeah. pretty strong uh, reason to go, yeah. to go back. You know, it's kind of like, uh, it's like you don't believe in aliens and you're set in stone on that. And then one day you just see a spaceship land and some weird shit get out. You're like, all right, I get it. I'm changing my mind on this. I accept that I was wrong. And that's just, you know, it's, like some things legitimately have to happen. Right. And you're just like, yeah, okay, I can I can definitely see about this or get away from this algorithm thing. Yeah. Form a different opinion. Right. Um, I'll also say that sometimes being a part of the algorithm is a good thing. Uh, sometimes you need to get into an algorithm to see what's out there. Uh, and what's happening within the world or a particular field or yep. group of people and so forth. Yep. Um, but then again, people like me and you, once we're a part of that algorithm, we're looking at exits to get off the algorithm. Yeah. Once we've, like once we've gotten what we needed to get out of it. Yep. Like, oh, you know, I decided to try something different. Yes. I'm out here. This ain't what I wanted. Let me exit stage left as quickly as possible. Yeah. Facts, facts. No, I agree with that 110%, man. I mean, you got to try things out. You got to see things. You know what I mean? Like you said, I mean, like you kind of have to in life uh, in order to to really know who you are and to find out who you are and to find out your likes and dislikes and what you want to do. You know what I mean? I, I think that's just a part of life. Um, let me ask you one thing. I'm kind of interested in this. Um, have you, like, as your son was in high school, did you, you know saying, did you ever sit down and talk to him kind of like about you know, fitting in with certain people, be yourself type thing? Or was he just always, or, or cause I know you and I can see you. I'm, I'm almost thinking that your son is, is, does his own thing. Okay. So I've had that conversation with him plenty of times, uh, between maybe 10 and maybe 15 or 16. Okay. Uh, but I've always told him to, Live his best life. Don't fall into the algorithm. You know, don't let every, don't let anything or anyone dictate how you should live, what's right, right, and, and things like that. He's gotten better, right? Uh, but I, he's also young, so it's like I can't put too much like live outside the algorithm <laughs> or you'll die. You know, I can't go that <laughs> hardcore. You know, because he's like I said, he's still young. He's still experiencing things, so he's going to probably jump into a lot of different algorithms, right? on this process and hopefully through doing that he'll realize what's for him and what's not for him uh but if he's in he gets into his late 20s early 30s and he's still trying to figure out and be a part of all these different i like nah but i i I think i think he's learning and i think if i've done one thing for him is i've shown him that it is possible Mm -hmm. to not be a slave to the algorithm and being who you are and being comfortable with who you are. So I think he he can look at me and say, yeah, my dad does do a lot of shit that he just thinks would work for him. Yeah. And he doesn't care what people think and he just does it. Set the example. Yeah. Um, do you think, so this is this is just my opinion. I think for adolescents, it's, I think you just gotta kinda like, like you said, you talk to him maybe once or twice, but I think it's, that is a period in your life where it's just confusing, period. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, no matter how much a parent, you know, like you said, like talks to them, it's it's kind of a path that every adolescent has to take and and kind of figure it out on their own. But yes, as a parent, you be there and you show show them by example and you talk to them. But 
do you think it's just one of them things too? Kind of like you just kind of, I mean, it's just part of life. Like they got to play it out, play that portion of their life out. They got to play it out, but how they view you and how you parent them and how you live your life, hopefully will show them right. that it's perfectly normal and acceptable to live outside right. uh, of the algorithm. Uh, but then again, like I said, as uh, as adolescents, they're still trying to find their way. So it's going to be a little messy and they're going to be into a thousand different things right. every other couple of days. Uh, but as long as you've shown them that it's, it's comfortable to not be a, a slave to the algorithm, that's a very good start. My daughter, on the other hand, my daughter, fuck all algorithms. She just does like, her. <laughs> it's just that, you know, it's just way like she she doesn't even try to be different. She just thrives and then is comfortable That's being dope. different, like like way too comfortable. That's dope, though. Just, like, this is what they're doing, and I don't want to do any of that. That's dope, man. And normally her logic behind it is like, like on some Oprah Winfrey, like thought-provoking, <laughs> like, damn, tell me more about why you don't want to be a part of this algorithm. Right. But- it, it also becomes a problem on occasion because she becomes too defiant. She wants to know everything. Everything has to be explained in a certain type of way when it's something that's very simplistic. Hey, sweetie, everyone who goes to this school wears this outfit. You have uh, to wear this outfit. But I don't understand why they can't change it. <laughs> Just like, oh, look, man, you don't get your ass. <laughs> put them clothes on so we can get out of here, little civil rights activists. Not today. <laughs> I mean, so is that pretty much how you kind of deal with it? You kind of just like, all right, look, like you explain it once, like explain it twice, and you're just like, hey, look, this is how it is at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like I always give her 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 opportunity to explain why she wants to go away from an algorithm or not yeah. be a part of it, because, like I said, her responses are are really thought provoking for a nine year old. Yeah. So I'm interested, but it's like, hey, look, you just sat here and explained it to me. The answer is no. Right. And then, you know, but I don't under, but isn't that like what you say life shouldn't? Like she, she be throwing my words back at me sometimes. Uh. It's like, all right, okay, enough. (laughs) Bro, talking to you, talking to you about your daughter, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you know, um, and I've mentioned it on this pocket, but I haven't seen my daughters in a long time. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, I'm going to hear pretty soon. And that's like, I take everything you say about your daughter, the conversation you have. I'm like, man, dude, like, you know, because I got two of them, man, you know, a 13 year old and, and, and a nine year old. So I'm like, gosh, man, like I wanted to start dealing with all this stuff. Um, but it's 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 cool, man, to, to, you know what I'm saying, to see you the way you parent with your daughter. You know what I mean? And, and, and kind of gives me good perspective on uh how I should or probably will be handling a few of those things also. Um, You know, for me, learning, learning to be myself was the most freeing, like, freeing thing ever, man. Like, I don't have to dress like that because it's not, you know, like I could do me, I could dress however I want, you know what I mean? it's, it's just so free, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's just, for instance, right now, like, I'm a t-shirt and sweats kind of guy, man. Like, it, it just wasn't until recently, my wife, like, saw me in jeans, and she was like, I gotta take a picture of you. <laughs> I'm not fucking around, man. She's like, oh my God, and like, you know what I'm saying? She was like, I've never seen you in jeans. And I'm like, you haven't? She's like, nah. Like, bro, that's just me. Like, I'd rather wear my, my Adidas, you know what I'm saying, track suit pants and a t-shirt everywhere I go. Um, you know, even when we went to go, you know what I'm saying, last year, we went to go get married at the courthouse, like, you know what I'm saying, I had this nice shirt and bow tie and all, and you know what I had on for shoes? Motherfucking goddamn chucks. Some white, <laughs> ass, some white ass chucks, man. Like, that's just, but, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, my sister and even my mother-in-law, like, why are you wearing those shoes? I'm like, cause that's, it just is comfortable for me. Like, I'm not gonna feel comfortable. Like, if I don't feel comfortable wearing something, I will not put it on. Like, I don't give a fuck where I'm going or who I'm gonna see. If I just don't feel comfortable, I'm like, yeah. I can't do it. Like, it's just not, it's not me, man. You know what I mean? Um, I had a buddy in Ranger Battalion um, when I was in recce. Dude was everywhere we go, button up, you know, like slacks. Like, he was like a casual business dude, but he made it look fucking right. You know what I mean? And I remember we, uh, and I remember we went somewhere, we were wearing suits, and you could. T- and he said this to me, until to this day, it, it still resonates in my mind, and he goes, you know how you could tell somebody 
who doesn't wear suits all the time because they don't feel comfortable, they don't look comfortable, and they act uncomfortable all the time. And I was like, mm. you know what I'm saying? And he was like, right. So he was telling me, he's like, at the end of the day, he was like, I roll up my shit and because that's just, I'm comfortable. I'm like, yeah, me, I gotta take my shit off. You know what I mean? But yeah. he, but ever since he said it to me, I'm like, can people tell when I'm wearing, like when I'm dressed up that I don't feel that, that it's not, this is not who I am, you know? Cause you're constantly fixing yourself or you just look awkward cause you don't want to wrinkle shit up or you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's just something like that that kind of reminded me, man. Um, but again, that's just who I am. And I, and that's one thing I love about my wife. She's like, just do you like, you know what I mean? Like we just went to, uh, you know, I met her, uh, mom's side of the family and um you know we had a baby shower and i was like man i gotta wear this she's like wow just just be you just dress your you know what I'm saying just dress how you dress you know what i mean and i'm like cool you know what i mean i did and i just felt comfortable and you know it's not that i was trying to impress them but it's just let me yeah not show them the first impression of this guy just wear you know what i'm saying he's just a t-shirt and like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> but you know it's it, it's about being yourself man and being comfortable in your own skin i mean that's the only way to doing things you know what i mean I think there's some, I think your buddy in the suit thing, I think you probably can tell because for one, if you're not used to wearing hard bottom shoes, that will probably show in how you walk. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know how to sit when you got a suit on, if you don't know what buttons you should button, yep. if the suit doesn't look right on you, uh, if you're constantly stretching around in the suit, that'll probably yeah. be a big giveaway. Yep. Uh, I, so I can, I can see, I can see the point to that. Yeah, man. You know, so here's something funny though. I, um, you know, me and you, we flip flop kings. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean. And and for the listeners, I mean, I mean, thong flip flops. I think is what they call them. Yeah. But me and Tom grew up in Hawaii. Yep. Where flip flops are standard, like wearable everyday yeah. types of things. Um, and that's something that I'm sure both of us have carried out. Yep. So I. Wear them here if it gets just really hot. Yeah, of course. Like anything probably like, like over 90. If I'm going somewhere and I can get away with flip-flops, I'll just wear flip-flops. Yeah. I picked up my daughter one day in flip-flops. <laughs> and I already know you what you know, would have thought she saw Bin Laden like in the mountains <laughs> or something like. And she was like, she legitimately, she's like, what are those? <laughs> And I said, they're flip-flops. And she's like, okay, but like, why do you have them on? Yeah. And I said, well, it's hot outside, sweetie. Like it's, it's like 97 degrees outside. She's just like, but I've never seen you wear them. Yeah. And I'm like, that's okay. And she's like, but I don't like what's happening. Like, did something happen that you're like, who are you hanging out with? And like, she was legitimately like grilling me like on first 48. So when did you buy the flip-flops? Like what time? Right. And I told her, I said, sweetie, Hawaii flip-flops. And she's just like, okay, but like, are you going to wear them on a regular basis? Or is this just something like you're going? She was overly like, I don't know why to this day, but at the end of it, I said, sweetie, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. Yeah. And I love you to death, but I'm not concerned with what anyone has to say about me wearing Facts, flip-flops. Facts. Like I, I paid for them. My feet are comfortable. It's just what I'm going to do. What is it about the flip flop thing? Because it's a culture thing. It's a black culture thing. That's okay. what it is for men. That's oh, all it is. All right. Because I got shit here for wearing flip flops. <laughs> but to me, I don't think about it because I'm like, like you said, it's hot. Like I want to be comfortable. But people look at it like, what the fuck? Are, like what the fuck are those? Like why are you wearing those for? And I'm like, why not? Yeah. Like that's my. I'm just like, why not? You know what I mean? No, it's a it's a it's a black cultural thing that we just for men that we just can't. And, you know, what's so stupid about it is like I remember one day my son showed up and he had flip flops. The Nike flip flops with socks on. Right. And I'm like, son, that is a contradicting thing. It is. Loudy That's coach. like wearing a long sleeve shirt and then putting a short sleeve shirt over top of it. It is pointless. Right. And I, and he's just like, yeah, but it's comfortable. I'm like, you know what's more comfortable than that is taking the socks off. Yeah. Like it's the most liberating, freest thing you could ever do. But that's what people like. Even when I'm out at the mall, I'm just flabbergasted. I'm using like Princeton, Harvard words. I'm flabbergasted of people just walking around with flip with these these 
I think they're called. They're not called flip flops. No. They're called something. Uh, uh, slides. Slides. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slides with socks. You might as well wear a tennis shoe at that point. I was at so, I was at Wilmington Beach in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, no, not Wilmington. Is it Wilmington? Yeah, Wilmington. I think no. Whatever the damn beaches in in uh, North Carolina. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Anyways, bro, I seen people with flip flops with socks on on the beach, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like. I was just blown away. I'm like, like I'm not understanding why you got socks on with flip flops on the beach. Like, it just make, makes no sense to me. But you know, another thing here, you know, um, I like to wear the the you know the Nike Nike you know the tights that you wear like for yeah. like running. They're not tights, but spandex, whatever the fuck they're called. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? so I'll wear those with shorts. And my nieces, it took them until now to finally just accept it. To just accept, to, to just accept their uncle, and he just wears like somebody's always be like, "You're so funny with your tights, uncle." And I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just who I, bro. Like one, I'm too old to care yeah. about what people think. To be honest with you, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but two, it's just about being comfortable. That's just a, at the end of the day, that's just what it is. It's me being comfortable. Um, well. You ever see that meme of like all these people in a crowd, it's a little cartoon meme, but all these people are like in a crowd pointing and there's a guy with a balloon and he's floating above them and it's basically saying, I'm me and I do what I want. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the type of person we should all strive to be. And that's definitely who who me and you are, you know, and most importantly, we've got enough self-awareness and we're comfortable. So even when we all saw each other a couple months ago, we all dressed the same way we dressed almost 20 years ago. Not we really, that we didn't change styles, but we kind of stayed the same. Yeah. Uh, but we all dressed exactly how we expected everyone to dress. 110%. 110%. You know, that, but that's because, you know, we're, again, we're, we're comfortable with who we are. We're happy with who we are. We're not overly concerned. We're living our own, our own truth. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I've mentioned this before, and, and I'm always gonna mention this, and I'm always gonna bring this up. For people that don't know Huggy, Huggy is, is a stylish oh. ass motherfucker, I'm gonna tell y'all this, man. <laughs> I remember dude getting to Hawaii, and um, this is the first time I ever seen Armani Exchange, or Armani, you know what I'm saying, the, sh the stuff you were wearing, man, like, it's the first time I ever seen it, you know what I mean? Because I was still, you know, when I got to Hawaii, I was still with the baggy pants, and you know, <laughs> The little bigger t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? That was still what I was into for a little bit. But I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you and I'm gonna keep it real. Seeing you dress that way made me change the way that I, you know what I'm saying? That I that I shifted the way I dressed because I was like, man, dude, he looks fly. Like he looks stylish, like, he, you know what I mean? Like I'll never forget that shit. You used to shop at, uh, what's that, Pearl City where they had all the big, is it Pearl yeah. City? No, no, it's uh, Ala Moana. Ala Moana where they had all, yeah. the, all the designer. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember that, you know what I mean? And I remember seeing that being like, damn, all right, man, let me shift, you know what I'm saying, a little more grown-up shit. Because it's just, it's just, you know what I'm saying? But the more I, I shifted slowly, I realized this, I like this. Like, I like the fit. I like the way these, you know what I'm saying, the way that, I'm saying the way that I look. Um, but, yeah, for people that don't, don't know that, Huggy, <laughs> I always sent the style, man. Yeah, that, that uh, yeah, that's, I, I got that from my dad and my mom who grew up in the 80s in D.C., and uh, they were extremely like two stylish individuals who just wore whatever they wanted. Right. I mean, they had the money to do it so they can live on the wild side. And, you know, I, that just kind of always stuck with me. But then again, it always goes back to me just being comfortable. Right. You know, and, and I would rather be somewhere dressing in a way that I feel comfortable than looking how somebody wants me to look and not feel comfortable in that. And the reason I even kind of bring that up um, besides, you know, just you being stylish is uh, that you did do your own thing yeah. because that was 2000, man. Like, so the style was still the baggy pants, the, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that was still the style. Like that was how everybody kind of dressed, but yeah. you were like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear this shirt that fits tighter, you know what I'm saying? Or, or fits a little better, you know what I mean? The pants that look like this, it wasn't like, 
well, since everybody else is wearing a bag of shit, I'm gonna wear a bag of shit, you know what I mean? No, like, this is what I like to dress, this is how I like to dress, and this is just how I'm gonna do it. You always, you know what I'm saying, set your own path, and I, and that's one thing I always remember about you, when when I think back to us when we were younger, when I think of Huggy, that's who I always think of. You always did your own thing back then, you know what I mean? Like, we, it's not that we never hung out, but Huggy always did his own thing. Like, if Huggy had other shit going on, he didn't give a fuck about what everybody else was doing. Well, me and you together, we we were, we were a force to be reckoned with. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go too far in depth with that, but you know, I think <laughs> we were we were both respected in our own individual crews. Right, right. But it was magical and awesome when we came together, especially if we had Jack or Carter yeah. or a couple of people. That's another story. It, yes. Um, but yeah, it's you know, I look back at some of those old photos, and I'm just kind of like, oh my god, what was I thinking? Especially when I saw a couple pictures when I had like them little Hawaiian beads around my neck, a choker, the same shit. I don't want my daughter to wear. Back then, we had beads around our necks in Hawaii. And if you were stationed, you know I'm telling the truth. If I'm lying, I'm fine. The white one. The the white, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, man. My team leader said to me one day, his name was Corporal Teow. Yeah. He, he saw me with them beads around my neck. And he said to me, he just walked up to me. He said, let me guess. You and your battle buddy, buddy either choke yourselves with this or use them for anal beads. And then he just walked off. <laughs> and he was serious like like his oh. life was on the line when he said it. Like, he right. was, like it was so much hatred. Right. And he just walked off. And I didn't wear him anymore after that. Right. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I got these pictures and maybe maybe I'll post them up sometime. But it was so me, me, Chris, and some other guys ended up going to Kauai. This was like like nine eleven happened the next day after Emerson. I told you the story numerous times. We went to Kauai and I still got the pictures and I'm wearing this uh, North Carolina Tar Heels jersey that's just <laughs> huge. I'm wearing the the blue uh, the blue the blue uh, headband. I'm wearing the blue wrist wrist wrist. And guess what else I wear? around my neck the white beads <laughs> with the sweatpants with the sweatpants with the one leg pulled up like an idiot oh <laughs> man you went all in all out man. <laughs> but i look at that picture and you know and i laugh because i look at it the same way you do like what the fuck was i thinking back then like w- like what was i thinking you know what i mean ah damn that's funny as shit man but we were still doing our own thing. Uh, you know, I mean, you kind of found, you saying I was, <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying right now, bro. Oh gosh. But. Well, you know, at the end of the day, both of us have no regrets about being nah, outside of the algorithm. None at all, man. You know, and I think the best way I can describe this visually is two people on top of a mountain and seeing a crowd of people all doing the same thing. Yep. And then seeing like two people by themselves doing the same thing and looking over at them and being more intrigued by why there's two of them right. versus all those people over there. Right. And we're comfortable walking down and either joining those two or just starting our own little thing yeah. in the middle. It's all about what makes sense. Yes, facts, man. You know what I mean? and. You saw that when we were together a couple months on how we planned what we did. Yeah. It was just kind of like, what do you want to do? It's just like, well, whatever we want to do. And that's just what we're going to do. Yeah. If we're going to be productive today, we're going to be productive. That's it, man. We're going to eat breakfast. But we, we all individually, it was like, it was like corralling cats, as they would say. It really was, man. Poor Jack. (laughs) But all of us are legitimately doing our own thing. Oh gosh, Jack. You got five men, you know, on vacation and they're all like individually doing their own thing. Yes, man. And that was perfectly okay. Yeah, man. And and that was the beauty though, man. It was like, we, you know, we grew up, but we didn't like, we, dude, if like you just said, if you would have took us today and put us back then, you get been like nothing's really changed. Like, yeah. like not much has really changed. Yes, we grew up, we matured, but in all reality, I think when we got back together, I don't think we were forty year old hugging forty year old fucking Brahani. You know what I'm saying? It was us again back in Hawaii as as, as young cats. You know what I mean? Even Jack, matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, 
And I say Jack, y'all, because Jack's way older than all of us. Way, 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 way older than us. <laughs> He's not that old. Damn, you gave him... <laughs> Every for every way older is ten years. You made him seventy. You know he's about to kill me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, you know it's it's and that's the beauty. I think that we all pushed, we've all pushed each other in, back then to be ourselves, and we still do today. And we still encourage our, we still encourage each other, man, and and support each other in whatever we're, we're doing, whatever path we took, whatever yeah. we want to do. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like, you know, Jack's more religious now, you know what I mean, than, than I think he was before. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying he wasn't religious, but he's more now, and, and that's okay. Like, none of us are like, ah, oh, man, you know, you you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's, all right, cool, you know? Um, it's just about accepting accepting um, everybody around you and, yeah. and, and expect, really accepting yourself first mm-hmm. and then being okay with everybody around you on what they choose to do, and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and that's okay, man. And I, I think that's one thing people don't understand. It's okay. And I say that a lot, but it's okay to be yourself. You know, it is, it's, it's, it's okay to do what you think is right and what makes you happy. You know, you, you have the algorithm, it comes in a million different forms, right? Uh, but you don't have to be a part of any of it. Facts. You know what I mean? You can, you can legitimately say, this is the profession I want. This is the body I want. This is the clothes that I want. This is the type of relationship that I want. You can do all of those things, right? Uh, uh, as much as you want to, or the, uh, or if you don't want to, you don't have to. I mean, if you don't want to have kids, you don't have to have kids. Yep. You know, if you don't want to get married, you don't have to get married. You don't want to go to college, don't go to college. That's it, man. You know, because you don't get a redo. It's not like you do something and you can hit the rewind button, you know, and it'll take you back a couple of days or a couple of hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can spend your life trying to be a part of everyone else's algorithm or this the algorithm that society has put on you. Or you can maneuver through it when needed, but create your own algorithm and, and do what makes you happy. I don't think you could have said that any better, man, um, as we get ready to close it out, man. I don't think you could have said that any better. And it kind of brings me real quick to a, um, a quote I just seen or a quote I seen not long ago. It said... Um, you know, everybody searches for the meaning of life, right? Like, like you know I'm saying, what's the meaning of life? And it was to pursue happiness. Happiness is the meaning of life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta be happy. That is the number one. Above anything else, above money, above anything else that's out there, happiness is the number one thing. And that's, you know, that's what you should be seeking. That's what you should be pursuing, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, with happiness, I think everything else just falls in place right after that anyhow, you know? Yep. But yeah, man, I I think you couldn't have said it any better, man. Um, unless you got anything else. No, man, the, the, the moral of the story is is you can live outside the algorithm, create your own path, live your best life, do what makes you happy. Yep. Straight up, man. And I'm gonna leave it with this. Fuck the algorithm, man. Be yourself. All right, create your life, create your reality, y'all. Create who um the life that makes you happy and be yourself. Um, Huggy, man, appreciate it. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for checking us out. Make sure y'all spread the word. Uh, you know, um, the podcast is, is, is growing, man. And, you know, it's only going to expand with y'all sharing it with other people, you know what I mean? And, and, and expanding our uh, reach. So I thank y'all for tuning in. I thank y'all for your support. Um, catch y'all next time. <laughs>